In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. <coughs> the man fell among robbers. The story is, uh, is really, in a sense, about all of us. There are times in our lives when we're stripped, Naked, we're beaten, we're left half dead, and nobody cares. There's no help. So, who is the Good Samaritan? Jesus Christ. He's the one that never fails us. You know, life throws at us many different things. And uh, thanks be to God, we've got friends and family that help. But that's not always the consistent place. But the place that's most consistent is Jesus Christ, the Good Samaritan, who comes to us and to help us, to deal with what comes into our life. Sometimes, I was thinking about this in myself, sometimes we feel stripped with Kind of nothing is working. There's no kind of ability for us to grab anything and find it working to solve our problems. Sometimes we're beaten. We feel overwhelmed. You ever feel overwhelmed? Just a little bit overwhelmed sometimes? A little bit, right? Overwhelmed. Like half dead, unmotivated. Tried all these things, I'm just not motivated. Kind of caught in a little bit of slothfulness, um, disappointment over efforts we've made that have not been successful, and then ignored. There's nobody to help me. I've talked to my friends, I've talked to my family, I've talked to my priest. There's no help. So, how do we deal with this? in our life. And I think it's very important to understand that when we understand how Jesus is the Good Samaritan, it will very much help us. Because Christ binds our wounds, he pours on us oil and wine, he sets us on his beast, he takes us to an end, and he gives us to the innkeeper. That's what Christ does for us. So he binds our wounds. You know, we have a prayer in the Trisagium prayers that, you know, sometimes in the, well, when we pray our prayers, we're kind of in a rush, we just kind of rush through it, and all of a sudden, the Our Father shows up, and we go, oh, have I actually been praying? All Holy Trinity, cleanse us from our sins, Master, <clears throat> pardon our iniquities, Holy God, visit and heal our infirmities for thy name's sake. This is what Jesus does for you. This is how he binds your wounds. He has mercy on us. He cleanses us from our sins. He pardons our iniquities. He visits and heals our infirmities for the name's sake. And I have an example for this. <clears throat> when I was a little kid, many years ago, uh, we had this great toy. It was called a flexi. It was awesome. It was like a sled on wheels. 
And man, you could fly through the streets like. And so my mom says, don't ride it in the street. Okay, mom. So I get on that flexi, and I mean that baby flew. And I was dry, I was flick, and you, and you, it was crazy. They don't make them anymore for good reason. Because <laughs> that baby flies down the street, and then you, you break it by pushing the, the handle forward, and it catches the front wheels and breaks, okay? So I'm going, I don't know how fast I'm going. But, you know, all the kids in the neighborhood, you're pushing you. So I turn the, I try to brake, you know, and my finger gets caught under the brake, and my fingernail comes off. It was an awesome ride, though, I'm telling you. <laughs> it was worth it. It was worth it. I'd do it again. <laughs> so here I go, right, into the house. It's like, you know, Mom, what did you do? I rode the flexi in the street. And so she says, come here, let me clean that off. And uh, by the way, Mom, I'm sorry. I forgive you. And let's make sure it gets healed up. So we're going to put some ointment on it, we're going to bandage it up, and we're going to heal you. That's Jesus Christ. Cleanse you, pardon you, heal you. That's what Jesus does. That's how he binds our wounds. So understand, this is, this is the work of the Good Samaritan. He pours on us oil of gladness. Um, at baptism, we're all anointed with this oil. And here's what the prayer says. The oil of gladness, it's the oil of reconciliation, visitation of the Holy Spirit, unto incorruption, unto righteousness, unto the renewal of the body and the soul, and victory over our enemies. So let me tell you a story about oil. So I was given two vials of oil uh, from St. Spiridon, an old ancient saint who's a contemporary St. Athanasius. And got up, and I saw one of the bottles was broken, and the oil was kind of dripping. So I got a little cup, and I put it in a cup, and then I was just upset that it had broken. And then just about three weeks ago, I said to myself, maybe he wants me to use his oil to give me grace to get through my day. So every day I take a little bit of that oil and anoint myself. Saint Spiridon, pray for me today. Now, I'm encouraging you two things. One, you've been blessed with that oil of gladness. You have it forever. You've been blessed with that oil. Reconciliation with God. Victory over your enemies. Healing of body and soul. You have that oil with you. But if you desire to have more of that, take whatever oil you have. I'll give you oil from the saints, from the baptismal, and anoint yourself. Let the grace of the Good Shepherd be with you every day. 
through that oil. We believe that those physical things have spiritual realities behind them. Anoint yourself. I think it took me about a month to figure out St. Spiridon actually wanted to help me. <laughs> I kept looking at that all. I was, I was disappointed seeing that broken vial. He's going, wake up, wake up. I want to help you. And then he gives us wine, Holy Communion, for healing, purification, enlightenment, protection, salvation, sanctification of soul and body, partakers of the light, partakers of divine energies. It's the medicine of medicines, the sacrament of sacraments. It's what centers us in Christ. St. Paul says it, it's no longer me, but Christ who lives in me. You know how we nurture that Christ in us? The body and blood of Christ. That sacrifice he made so that we could be eternally with him and feast with him. We need to see this as kind of the center point of our life. It's the most important thing you do every week. There's nothing that's more important than this. So we need to kind of see how that gift God has given to us is this way. And then he sets us on his beast and he brings us to an inn. And the inn, according to the saints in this interpretation, is the church. St. Paul says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. So this power that we're, we're given, this, this grace we're given by just coming to church. Who greets you when you walk in the door? St. Athanasius. He says, good morning. You know, we, we, we get this thing sometimes that the, that the icons are windows to heaven and they're one way. No, they're two ways. St. Athanasius greets you when you come in, every time you walk in the door. And by name. And then you come in and you look at the array of saints on the wall. They're praying for you. We join that array of great saints that have gone before us. We're reminded by the icons of the feast days of the many great acts that Christ has given to us, done for us, for our salvation. We come up to the icon stand, the icon screen, and we see the Lord and the Mother of God, our Savior and our Mother. And they come to us as we go to them. We see St. Athanasius and St. John the Baptist. And we're protected by the holy angels, Michael and Gabriel. What a blessing it is when we come to the inn. And we get to hear the angels sing. And in fact, we get to sing with the angels. I was thinking about that when we were singing Holy God, Holy Mighty, Holy Immortal, the Trisagion hymn. That is the song that the angels sing at the altar perpetually. We join them. 
every time we come. This in, this manifestation of heaven, this glory of God given to us so that we can be healed of the wounds that perhaps we've inflicted on ourselves or perhaps it's inflicted on us. And then we come to the innkeeper. God has blessed the church with the priesthood so that the sacraments could be administered. Communion, confession, anointing with oil for healing. But he's also, my beloved, ordained you as a royal priesthood. You are a priesthood. You too, when people come in, you too need to grab them and hold them and be a part of their lives and help them. The royal priesthood that the Lord brings folks to, each of us need to be able to look around and see who needs help, who needs a good word, who needs a pat on the back, who needs a hug, who needs a word of encouragement. These things are important. You're a priesthood. When people come in, you need to grab that and hold on to that and understand how important that is. And the priesthood prays. You're, you're called, we're called to be intercessors for each other. You know, sometimes we have that, and I, we all do this. We get kind of caught up in a struggle in a situation, and we turn to begin to, and our, our thoughts are judging thoughts or just concerned thoughts, but they're not prayer. Make those things prayers. The concerns, the struggles you have, make them all prayers. It, it, every time you pray for someone or something, a grace is given to it or that person. Every time. Every time. So it's very important that we understand this. So, as fellow people that have fell among robbers, beloved Christ binds our wounds. He pours on us oil. He gives us wine and Holy Communion. He sets us on his beasts, brings us to an inn, the Holy Church, and gives us to the innkeeper, to the priesthood, and to the royal priesthood. May God bless us all. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.